Welcome to The Gods We Belong To, an urban fantasy noir podcast. The Gods We Belong To tells one continuous story in order, and it's important to start at the beginning. So, first timers, it's back to episode one for you. Now, my faithful friends, take a beat, take a breath, and let's check in with Alex. Chapter 10 Plan? Are you fucking kidding me? I roared, flailing on the rug like a frantic fish out of water. Rising gracelessly to my feet, I rifled through my pockets, retrieving a rather ragged joint and a lighter. I sparked the joint and took several deep pulls, feeling a small slice of sanity and calm return to my reeling brain. But only a small slice. Let me explain, Odin began. Yeah, I think you better. For starters, are you telling me this whole magical mystery mindfuck and mutilation tour was planned by you? Not exactly. Not all of it. Well, that's comforting. Thanks for that. After everything I've been through, everything you've put me through, all the pain and blood and magical rapiness, I think I've earned at the very least some fucking honesty. You owe me that. I have reduced men to bloody scraps for taking that tone with me, the gallows god flared, and I thought I saw a hint of the wolf in his eye. I backed up a few steps, a sudden jolt of fear coursing through my veins, but just as quickly as the beast had reared its head, it retreated. But that is not your fate, Alex. We have work to do, you and I. You have earned your share of anger here, not to mention answers, and you shall have them. As for you, he turned his piercing eye on Lucifer, who was on his feet, looking flustered and outraged, trying in vain to smooth his rumpled clothes. Yes, Glapsvida, what about me? Just where do you get off dragging me through the void like that? Me, as if I were merely some... And then he went mute. Lips flapping, but zero volume. The angel was wide-eyed, hands waving, mouth moving wildly, but still no sound came. Odin simply stood there, one hand raised and clenched, Lucifer's voice confined in his grasp. The gallows god smiled, not a sweet or comforting smile, and snorted his derision. Silence becomes you, cousin. Had you spent the long aeons gathering more of the knowledge and wisdom you claim to value so highly, instead of nursing your own tragic victimhood, you might be a match for me. But you did not, and you are not. You are vain, petty, and weak. Worse yet, you are a fool, and you have made a fool of me. That I cannot abide. You hold a secret, Lucifer, one you willfully kept from me and I will rip it out of you if I must. Odin's eye gave off a chilling, lightless radiance as he spoke. Lucifer stood still and hunched, head lowered like a guilty child. 
I was almost sure I saw him shudder ever so slightly. Either way, that haughty, outraged vibe was a speck in the rear view. He looked humbled, at least a little scared and ready to spill any beans he might have on him. And spill he did as soon as Odin released his gag spell. He started off, well, a little clumsy. It's, it's about the beginning. The, the moment of the... The first time that we were we in, instead of it. Lucifer stammered, stabbing at words. Oh, okay. That's helpful, I jabbed. Alex! Odin barked like he was silencing a pet. Sorry. Speak clearly, Prince of Lies, and speak true. It seems that while you have fooled me, you cannot fool Alex. For a split second, Odin smiled. Was it proudly? No more abstractions. Explain yourself. In the beginning, Lucifer spoke more calmly. We, and I mean all of us from the first generation, emerged from one source, one cosmic singularity. Odin's one eye widened. It was the first time I'd ever seen him appear caught off guard by anything, but he said nothing. Now, when you say singularity, I ventured, do you... do you mean God? I suppose, in the most abstract sense, Lucifer replied, if by God you mean the unrealized sum total of everything. But you must understand, Alex, the singularity was not a being. It did not have a will or a personality. It was, in essence, the seed of the universe, both the matter and the spirit. We were, all of us, merely parts of this greater whole, all uncreated potential. Outside of the singularity, there was only swirling chaos, a maelstrom of hunger and malice. And it was into this chaos that we were born, the singularity bursting asunder into individual beings, potential exploding into actuality, creation. And make no mistake, creation was war. Our very birth was an assault on the voracious darkness, and we succeeded. We carved being out of nothingness and exiled the powers of chaos to the void. Humanity knows this event as the Big Bang. Still, we were only newborn things, more energy than form. Wow. Out of the many strange and mind-bending things I'd learned since this all began, that took the cake. The Big Bang was God exploding into gods and angels, not to mention the raw stuff of the universe. It's a good thing this shit isn't common knowledge because there's just no fucking way people are ready to hear it. Hell, I know I wasn't. Odin seemed even more surprised than I was, never mind the incendiary nature of the info itself for a guy who was used to knowing everything about everything, not knowing something this huge must have been a serious head fuck. The gallows god walked heavily to the hearth, sat down, and took up his pipe. At his slightest gesture, a spark from the fire obligingly leapt to light it. After several deep draws that shrouded his form in thick smoke, Odin finally spoke. Well, that certainly does complicate things. 
My plan, Alex. My plan was never for you to be harmed, not beyond what was necessary. The eye, I mean. And you'll recall that I did warn you repeatedly and vociferously to steer clear of Miss Bettany's seductions. Still, Loki is not one to be denied so easily. I should have known better than to think you could resist. You knew? I howled. All along? From the very fucking beginning, you knew it was Loki. Yes. And you just lied to me. Yes. I half sat, half collapsed onto the bench at the hall's long table. Lucifer snickered and smiled snidely, but kept his no doubt nasty thoughts to himself. I inhaled the rest of the smoldering joint in one deep breath, held it for an unreasonably long time, and exhaled. You know you're an asshole, right? I mean, the way you use people, the way you used me. I know schemes and deceptions are part of your thing, but I'm just saying it makes you kind of an asshole. Odin smiled with way more warmth than I'd expected in response to my insult. I have been accused, and not inaccurately, of being far worse than that. So, do I at least get to hear your crazy plan? I asked shakily. Now that everything is in smoking ruins, do I at least get that much? You do. That much and more, Alex. The plan, my plan, it was more a collection of intents. It all began with this one here, he nodded towards Lucifer, and with Loki. The sly one came to me under a banner of truce. Understand, my hatred for him is no lie. I loathe him to his rancid core, but he is, nonetheless, sometimes useful. It seems he had recently spent time with our fallen friend here, and Lucifer, ever in love with his own voice, had let slip that he knew a way, some arcane magic, to destroy Michael. Utterly erase him. No mean feat. I thought angels killed each other right and left back in the day, I interrupted. They did, but Michael has grown immeasurably more powerful since then. Still, Loki insisted it could be done. I confess the thought of it filled me with a dark and savage joy, so I encouraged his scheme. Agreed not to interfere. On those rare occasions when our goals align, his and mine, Loki can be an effective ally. But even so, I knew better than to trust him. That's where you came in, Alex. I had indeed been watching you. That was no lie. And this situation served first as a perfect introduction for us, and later as a way to keep an eye on Loki, killing two birds with one stone. Hugin and Munin shuffled nervously. Not you two, Odin cracked a wicked smile. I also made use of our circumstances to reconnect with my son, a far from sinister goal, I think you'll agree. Sure, I shrugged, unless the real point was just to make sure he stayed out of the way. Not the real point, Odin said, slightly stung. But a consideration, I grant you. I think I'm starting to get it, I replied. There's never just one side with you, is there? It's always layers within layers within layers. Should I feel sorry for not being simpler? 
I do not. Odin was slightly indignant, but not angry. Who I am, what I am, is not negotiable, like time or gravity. Stay or go, that is your choice. I won't compel you. For a second I thought about it, just walking away, licking my wounds and trying like hell to forget that any of this was anything more than a long and terrible dream. But that was a lie. I knew what I knew, and I couldn't erase it. Worse yet, I had to admit that it wasn't all terrible. Some of it was. The eye-gouging, the violation, the half-breed beatdown, the lies and manipulation. Okay, maybe more than some of it. Still, there was also wonder. And not your run-of-the-mill Grand Canyon kind of wonder. This was epic, cosmic. The promise of a life beyond my wildest dreams. Sure, it might be a short life with an insane and violent end, but nothing ventured. No, there was no walking away from me. A normal life was just not an option anymore. I'd gone too far off the edge. Well, I leaned back, spreading my arms on the long table behind me. I guess this is me staying. And I get it. The gods are what they are, or something like that. Yes, Odin smiled warmly and raised an eyebrow. Well put, Alex. Thanks, but just because I get it doesn't mean I have to enjoy being played like a pawn. And it doesn't mean I'll just take it, just shine on whatever insanity you shovel my way. Now that I know, now that we're past the foreplay, I'm done being your dupe. If I feel like you're fucking with me, I walk. I imagine you would. Still, here you are. Stay, free and uncompelled. Here I am. So what do we do now? Indeed, Lucifer queried. How does knowing our genesis change the events that are in motion? It complicates them, cousin, Odin said in a chilly tone. Knowing that we have ancient enemies, forces contrary to creation itself, and that they are bound but not broken, most certainly complicates things. Loki is no friend of order. He would gladly see the world burn as long as he held the torch. Whatever mayhem he plans to unleash, I doubt it ends with Michael's death. Right, I prompted. But what do we do? You should probably start by changing into something a little nicer. That is hardly suitable attire for a wedding. Wedding? Are you... You gotta be kidding me. I don't care how you dress me up. There's no way we're marching right into the belly of the goddamn beast. Wedding or no wedding, Michael will tear us apart in front of everybody. Nonsense, Alex. Michael would never do that, Odin said with a slight grin. He'd have his half-breeds do it for him, and most certainly in a nice, quiet back room, well away from the guests. He'd never ruin a party with bloodshed, especially not so lavish and high-profile an event which he has so lovingly thrown in his own honor. Right, sure, so his lackeys, they'll tear us apart, in private. <laughs> Who am I kidding? They'll tear me apart. You, I'm pretty sure, can take care of yourself. A slight shudder rippled through me as flashes of Odin's blood-spattered dance with the half-breeds played in my head. Alex, Odin chided. Do you believe I am a fool? No. And do you believe I want you dead? 
kind of hard to tell, because right now I don't know what you want. You give with one hand and take with the other, heal and harm. Half of what you say is bullshit and the other half is terrifying. I looked at him, my lone eye peering into his, and in that ancient inscrutable gaze I saw, amidst the shadow and storm, concern. But no, I continued, in spite of all that, I do not believe you want me dead. That is refreshing. So then, as I am no fool and do not wish to end your life, Please give me the benefit of the doubt and allow that I am not suggesting such a blunt force strategy as simply walking in as is. I am rather adept at the arts of concealment and alteration. It is within my means to disguise us, even from Michael, though the energy required will be considerable and I cannot maintain it indefinitely. But why bother with the wedding? Lucifer inquired. Surely you don't think that... Whatever Loki has planned, he intends to carry it off in front of a packed house. That would hardly be sly, now would it? No, Lucifer. I do not think his plan culminates with a public ceremony. But perhaps we can glean some further understanding, some hint of what comes next. We, Gallows God? The angel sounded more scared than outraged. I sincerely hope you do not think that I will be participating in this errand of insanity. Calm yourself, cousin. Your presence is both unnecessary and unwanted. Your part in this fiasco ends here. Before Lucifer could say a word, Odin thrust an open hand forward like he was pushing air, and the fallen angel was knocked backwards through a tear in space into the void. Where'd you send him? I asked. <laughs> he snickered. Cleveland. He can just jump from there to wherever he wants, though, right? Yes, Alex, Odin replied. But it's the thought that counts. This has been The Gods We Belong To, Chapter 10. The Gods We Belong To is written, performed, Edited and produced by Dan Goldstein. Theme music is I'll Drive by Dan Birch. Additional music Apollo. Say it again, I'm listening. Nothing Lasts Forever and Attack of the Birds by Daniel Birch. You can find Daniel online at danielbirchmusic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and help spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Post. Tweet. Run naked through the streets screaming our praises. Five-star ratings are particularly helpful and appreciated. However you do it, thank you. You can reach the show on Twitter and Instagram at Gods We Belong To. Chapter 11 is coming in just one week, so until then, don't do anything Alex would